Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. Cash call back again, Brian Curtis, Dale Archdeacon here to serve you at the highest possible level. Right, Brian? Absolutely, Dale. Always, man. Uh, always looking for stuff to say. You know, what's funny is initially I wanted to play something where I was, and maybe we'll have to make this for a subsequent uh, episode where Perfect. I did a role play. And the cool thing about it is it was a client that we were helping. They were trying to assess some ISA candidates. And I did like a back-to-back role play with three candidates in a row. And you can hear how they progressively got better. Like to be nice. able to compare the role play skill uh, of three people side by side in a short window of time was was really amazing. And I think maybe we should do that as one of our episodes where we just play that recording and you can see it. No, I think that's fabulous. And, you know, and to piggyback on what Dale's saying. So I run role play every Wednesday morning on my team. And it's so interesting to watch the people who show up on a regular basis they're so much better. And I'm, and I'm not saying the other agents are bad agents and they're not, I'm not that's not so I'm saying. I'm just watching people going from uh to just bam, 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 bam. Because like anything else, if I practice it, I get better at it. So yeah. all you yeah. team leaders who are watching out there, make your teams role play. And if you're an individual agent, find somebody to role play with. This is such a critical opportunity to get better because the only other place you're practicing is on your clients. And I don't know about you, but my clients are expensive, whether it's my time or my money it took to get them, they're expensive. So don't practice on your clients, practice on, you know, on your friends. And you know what I'm going to add to that practice, good strategies, not bad strategies, right? Right. Yeah. Because, because practice makes perfect, but not if you're practicing bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I mean, I won't talk about the coaching program that I was in when I first started in real estate, which, you know, helped me get business. However, it did. you know, I was taught to make people wrong and we practiced making people wrong over and over and over again. Guess what? I was a fucking master at making people wrong. Do you know approximately how many people on the planet like being made wrong? Yeah, um, somewhere between zero and zero. Very, very, very <laughs> low. Yes. It's a very thin, thin, thin line. So very uh, low. Yeah. And so like alienated 99% of your population, right? <laughs> right. So listen, did I did I make it happen with slash and burn processes? Yes, I made it happen. Was it painful for everybody involved? Yes, it was painful for everybody involved. So point is if you practice better strategies, you get better results faster. I love that. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, that's a, you, you want to practice the right thing and you're never going to get perfect, but the more you practice good things, it'll become natural. People say this all the time. And Dale, you know, you and I've talked about this at length. We're not big script guys. We're not going to give you here, memorize these 150 scripts and figure out which one to use when, but you over time, if you practice the, the principles that Dale and I talk about, you'll create your own scripts and it'll become second nature to you. You're like, I'm not scripted. You are, you're just not scripted from something that somebody else said memorize. You're scripted from practicing good habits over time. Yeah, I think it's kind of like, it's sort of like 
I mean, not that I'm a dancer, but you could use that analogy, right? You learn how to dance, you develop muscle memory, and then you can perform a dance as though it's choreographed, right? Like, because you have the principles, you have the muscle memory in place. That's what we're talking about. The difference between scripts and, and really principle principles that you're operating from. Awesome. Well, I feel like we're uh, done pontificating upon that. Why don't we play a call and uh, give some people some feedback? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I have one I want to play over here. This is just go for it. Yeah, it's just like, so it's a bad logical next step. And it's just so obvious. I think we need to play it. Uh, I'm, I cut off the very front part of this call. Basically, agent uh, has a bad intro. I can tell this agent's pretty new and needs some more training because they did one of the, is this so-and-sos, right? Um, but more, more than that, um, you know, we'll hear one. So they've gone through the intro. Now they're going to ask their question. It's just like a website registration. Perfect. Give me a thumbs up when you can hear it. Saw so you were looking hey. at homes on Brook Hollow Place. Oh, I was just browser. Actually, um, I just had surgery. I have had a tumor removed and I can't talk very well. Um, and we're not really interested in buying until later. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no problem. I hope you feel better. All right. So now we heard the scenario. I just had a tumor removed. I can't talk very well. We're not, we're just looking, not interested in buying until later. All right. So he says, sorry to hear about that. Now listen to what else happens. Better. And can I maybe try you back next month? Can I try you back next month? What, first of all, here's the thing. I, I think it's a good college try. The guy's in a difficult conversation with somebody who can't talk. She just went through surgery. Listen, we're going, you know, I, I'm not, a, I'm not uh, inhuman. I understand that. I'm going to let her out of the conversation. But Absolutely. just asking if I can follow up with you blindly for no clear reason next month is not a good ask to make, right? There's no, no reason for next month. There's no, she's doing something and therefore we should talk next month. Or I didn't establish anything with her that would make it make sense for me to talk next month. What do you think, Brian? The same. And I don't like the question. Um, I'm, if I, if I am going to, you know, this is, I'm switching the scenario a little bit. If, if I need to follow up with somebody, I don't generally like to ask them if I can follow up with them in a way that I, they can say no to. So that's another thing. That's what kind of rang for me. And I agree that this is, you know, it's funny. We talk objections versus a condition. This is a condition. This right. person doesn't want to talk on the phone because right. it probably causes physical pain for them to talk on the phone. So I would say, Dale, man, I really appreciate this. Um, I'm so sorry that you're, you're, you know, just came through that. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'll reach back out to you in about a month. That way we can, you know, when you can talk better and we can kind of figure out what your plan is, whether that's to buy, to rent or whatever, just so I can, you know, we can have a better conversation in a month and so anyway i'll talk to you in about a month if you have any questions you've got my phone number give me a call back that's yeah. probably where i would have went with it um to your point why am i calling back in a month i don't know so i can do some discovery it's basically what i'm saying because yeah. i don't want to do discovery with somebody who it physically hurts for them to talk that's my thought yeah no i i agree with you um i, I want to hear what the rest of this yeah um who are you listening so we'll, uh, hold on a second. Let's we'll skip over that part. <laughs> no, he's been the one doing a lot of the research. 
Okay, I'll I'll text you my info and you know, I'd love to work with you guys. I'm local to the area. We can wait till you feel better. But uh love okay. to meet you and show you homes whenever you're ready. All right, now he closes them. Uh so you know the thing is, I I I know that she just had surgery and what she heard when we skipped over that part was so and so or I guess her husband somebody else is doing most of the research. Great. Let's get the guy. Let's talk to him now, right? Let, let's get connected with him. Hey, totally understand listen i don't want to i don't want to put you in any more pain than you're already in uh what number can i call to talk to your husband so that we can you know i can find out what you're looking for i can be on the hunt for a perfect house for you guys or even a great deal without having to bug you i don't want to i don't want to call you in another month uh you know if you're not even the decision maker so talk right to, talk to the person right uh, that we could have just done that right there and i think he could have he could have also put in the discovery in terms of, uh, you said you're, you know, not going to be buying right now. Later on, when's later on for you, or what has you thinking of making a move? If I can just at least get that why in there, so that when I try to follow up, I have a little bit more ammunition. Other than, hey, you just had a tumor out of your mouth a month ago. I don't know anything about you. Can I talk to you now? Right. It definitely, you know, it's that weird fine line, like. Do I want to make this person talk anymore? I mean, it must not be excruciating or she wouldn't answer the phone. You know, to some extent, we hope, you know, and maybe not. I mean, me, if I can't talk, if my throat hurts, I'm just going to not answer the phone. So right. it's probably not horrible, but you can hear she feels like her mouth is full of marbles and is having trouble talking. And, uh, you know, and you, so if you were, you know, willing to push that, just, I'm going to ask you two quick questions, if you don't mind, and maybe bang those out or something like that. Yeah. Or yeah. I like the fact that he did get some, you know, really my husband's the person driving this boat. Hey, you know, great. I'll tell you what, I'll call your husband. What's the best number to call him at? Yeah. You so, notice, you notice why she said that, right? She said it because he was like, can I talk to you in a month? And she was like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, not the one who's in charge. Here's something that's important. You notice how I asked for the phone number and you asked a similar way. I didn't say, can I please have your husband's phone number? Because the answer to that is no. <laughs> so the question is, hey, you know, um, sounds like your husband's in charge of this. It makes perfect sense when, you're, when you can't speak real well right now. With that in mind, what's the best number to call him at? Yeah. Now, that yeah. person could say, I don't want to give you that phone number. But the answer to that is not no. The answer to that has to be, well, I'd rather not. Let me talk to you. Know, and you might still lose, but ask a question that's not a flat yes or no type of question. Would you give me his phone number? No. Ah, shit. Now I got to really dig. You know, and, and of course, it's challenging because I don't want to talk. This person don't want to even talk. So anyway, make sure that you're asking those type of questions versus those yes, no, close the door type of questions that put you in a box. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, good. So what do you have for us today, Brian? I got a very interesting phone call today. Um, it's real long. I don't need to play the whole thing and I could fast forward through parts of it, but I, the person has an agent, but they don't have an agent. And it's really, it, you're, there's some real opportunity. And that's why I thought maybe I'd play this call yeah. because um, yeah, let's just play it. Um, it's, it's very interesting to me what happened during this call. And as a matter of fact, when we're done here, uh, my next phone call is to this agent to just have a discussion about it. And not that they're in trouble or anything, but hey, you know, what do you think you could have done differently? What do you think you could have done better? That type of thing. So great. Anyway, perfect. Just share screen. And there we go. All right. Let's see if I can get this thing to work just right here. And hit play. Itch. Did you have yes, any questions? Yep, 
no, no, no. I just, um, I, I just haven't. Uh, if you were interested, I just figured I'd, I'd fill out the uh, thing. I've talked to my agent, <clears throat> and she hasn't responded back. But no, I don't really have any questions. Uh, is there like an open house this weekend? I think I read. Um, yeah, the showings are going to begin on Saturday, um, uh-huh. and then we're going to stop them on Sunday at eight o'clock. We are going. So, a couple of things that you noticed. Now, does this person sound like they're the listing agent? Uh, well, she said the sh- she said we're going to stop them. Is she the listing agent? No. Nope. Oh, she's not. She talks like she's the listing agent. So, I, I thought it would be an interesting discussion. So. It- how do you feel about that? Like she never says I'm the listing agent or I'm not the listing agent in this, on this phone call. But what she didn't do is set up. I'm not the listing agent. Call somebody else. Yeah. We're going to show this house. Da, 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 da. It's a fine line. Like I don't want to get into ethical oh, concern. Yeah. But... So, so I think as a general practice, it's a clever technique to use to speak as though you're the listing agent. So long as you don't say anything that's illegal that you're not allowed to say, right? Like I am, I'm the listing agent when you really aren't. The only problem is that it it now sets up kind of a weird scenario where is this person going to do dual agency with the person she's talking to? So in this case, it might not be a benefit to be the listing agent if you're trying to get that buyer business. It's an interesting dilemma. So anyway, yeah. just thought it was interesting. Um, not something I necessarily coach to, but I really thought it was interesting how she handled that. Well, yeah, we're doing this. Da, 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 da. Yeah, well, and my implication. What do you think that, made her talk like that? That's interesting. Probably coaching that says, don't say you're not the listing agent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe I need to be more specific as a coach. Right? <laughs> we, we, we all have room for improvement. But anyway, it gets interesting. Let's listen a little bit more. Look at all offers on Monday at 5 p.m. Um, okay. And from what I can tell, I mean, they, just because they're advertising till Monday at 5 doesn't mean that's always the case. <laughs> you notice that she switched pronouns. So, and, and pronouns are a big thing in the world right now and yeah. for different reasons, but yeah, yeah, she switched pronouns to that. She went from we to they. So kind of an interesting transition that happened there as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the sooner the better to go look at it. Yeah, you mentioned you have an agent. Who who are you working with? Jenny Miller. Sorry, Jenny. Yeah, I know that name. She's Caldwell agent, right? <laughs> uh I believe so. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I was looking at a property in the neighborhood where I was currently staying and I just have started working with her from there, but I can't I don't have my card with her in front of her, but I can't remember who she works with. Yeah, have you guys seen quite a few homes together? No, actually, um, just the one I was looking at, but we've been on the phone. Um, um, I I am pre-qualified. I've done all that stuff. It's just, you know, right now, find something that's not pending. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, and I'm not one, I'm not going to steal clients from her. Um, I definitely want to give her the opportunity to help you, but... Yes, if ma'am. you're not getting service or replies back, I'd be happy okay. to help. Um, okay. It is- so that's kind of where we went with it. So I felt like we were doing really well. <laughs> and then I felt like we chickened out. So I'd love to hear your feedback on there. Yeah. So, I mean, as long as this agent doesn't, uh, isn't on my team, uh, isn't my friend at the same brokerage, or not, isn't not. somebody who I frequently do deals with in the market, I'm going to steal the business. 
I'm with you too. And, and I'm probably going to be subtle about it, but, um, but yeah, so it, I thought she really did some good discovery. Hey, you know, who is it? Okay. And here's an interesting thing to me. And I don't know how you feel about this, Dale. She knew, he knew his her first and last name. So there was some level of connection with this other agent, but also didn't know that much. Doesn't even know what brokerage they're working at. So, you know, there's this fine line of what that, you know, and, and to your point, you, you have your four-step process. Why don't we just cover that real quick? What your four steps are when, hey, I've got an agent, which is basically what this guy is saying. Why don't we cover that? Because I think it's appropriate here. Yeah, so uh, first we paraphrase. So the steps are uh, paraphrase, committed, signed, uh, benefit, right? And so what that would sound like is, oh, you have an agent you've been seeing houses with, and I'm going to, you know, wait to see what more information you give me. Then yeah, I'm gonna... I looked at one house with her. Oh, oh, okay. Are you committed to her? Oh, uh, you know, she seems like a pretty nice lady, and I, I like her. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, I, I texted her a little bit ago and wasn't able to get a hold of her, and that's why I'm talking to you. Got it. Okay. Have you signed anything with her yet? No, no. We went and looked at one house. Okay. Excellent. Totally get that. Listen, I, I know she started showing you houses, uh, but other than showing you some houses, is there any other benefit to working with her over any other agent in the market? I, I just that I like her, but I mean, you know, I don't, there's no specific benefit I'm, I'm getting. Okay. Got it. So here's what I would do then in the context of that conversation, based on all the things the guy said, I might add one more question. When she went to, I don't want to steal business from her, I would ask a different question. I might ask you, okay, Brian, well, you know, as long as you get into the right home for you, do you care which of us sells it to you? Great question. Love that. No, I really don't give a rip. I'm just trying to buy a house. Okay, great. You know, buyers oftentimes feel that way. Listen, I'm available now. I'm always available for your calls. You'll be able to get me. Let's go and uh, let's make an appointment to go see this home. And if you and I hit it off, I'm going to ask you to work with me to help you find the perfect home. Sound good? Sounds great. And, and here's something I want you all to notice that Dale did. Dale was willing to go show a house and not get paid. And I can't emphasize how many agents are unwilling to go show a house and not get paid. And guess what? Those people are getting paid less because they're so their time is so valuable. I made this kind of comment yesterday. I was coaching somebody, you know, the agent who sold five houses last year talking about how valuable their time is. Like you've got the one thing you have a ton of is time. Go and stand in front of somebody and try and sell them. That's lead generation. Like if instead of looking at it as a waste of my time to go show this person a house, look at this as an, a lead generation opportunity. Get in front of this person and sell them on why I'm the agent to work with instead of going out there and going, well, I don't want to go out there because I, this person won't commit to me. Take a chance. Now, if you've got 23 clients and you're so busy and you're working 80 hours a week, then by all means. But if you're an agent who's relatively new or an agent who's not busy and that happens, like that happens even the best agents. So, you know, I had a great month last month, sold 10 homes, and now I've only got one client to work with. Yeah. Now's the time that I do that. So use your judgment, but don't get stuck in that old idea of I'm only showing pre-qualified committed people. I think that's very limited thinking. At least it is for me. So that's very old school mentality. It's the mentality that I had that I was taught when I initially was selling real estate. And, you know, <laughs> I was, I, I've trained people that too back in the day. And uh, that's just not reality anymore. It really, it really isn't, you know, to receive a a random uh, a lead or to have a conversation with a complete stranger and expect that you're going to be able to squeeze all this information out of them and get them to commit to you after one telephone call uh, is not likely. 
not highly likely. I agree. I'll play a little bit more. I fast forwarded, so there might be a little. Are you kidding me? Uh oh. This happens every once in a while, and I don't know why. So bear with me. I'll just do it this way. We should uh, find We also. Here we um, go. Yeah, Gretchen, if you wouldn't mind sending me your contact info, like I said, I've got, you know, nothing in writing yet. What's going on with Jenny? I just like working with her. She's, you know, been very straightforward with me, but, you know, definitely I can't get her. I know she's a busy lady. So, you know, I just texted her about 20, 30 minutes ago. So it hadn't been. So this person is literally telling this agent how to sell them. You know what? This is what it sounds like when the fish is trying to jump in your boat. <laughs> it really is. That's this guy like. is trying to be sold. This is what I don't like about my current situation. Please fix <laughs> me. I mean, that's what he's saying. But we've got to, as salespeople, we got to listen to that and go, huh. Because, and I know we don't necessarily talk about this a lot, but my firm belief is, and you know, you talked about earlier, the person who originally trained you, their concept was um, basically tell people they're wrong and then do that. Well, what they were trying to accomplish, I believe, is create a problem so that you can solve it is a, a nicer way to what so but this guy told us what the problem is <laughs> right. to solve the problem <laughs> you don't right. have to create the problem he's i know he's told you what the problem is i know solve it's it. crazy we spend so much time trying to whisper the fish into the boat that when it's like hey can i where's the ladder i can't climb in right you're like uh call me later yeah. find the ladder <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly so anyway I'll, there's a lot of good stuff in this call i'll play a little bit more terribly long okay but i know yeah, i know I, I know but yeah if you would send me uh forward me your, your contact info and um i'd love to uh you know if she if i can't get any kind of the help that i'm wanting then i definitely uh like i said would be uh you know interested in meeting with you well let me ask you this too so this one's a three bed two bath it's just a discovery here i'm going to fast forward usually what we find that let me saturday got it prior to saturday just to you know look. I mean, they it specifically says they're not allowing showings until saturday so maybe okay. they're doing well, then, some final prep work painting moving okay i'm not a hundred percent for sure but well yeah if you can put me down for three thirty, i guess i can um you know make that happen so okay. basically what happened here is the agent set an appointment for three thirty on saturday and i won't play the rest of it but you heard that Here's the problem, and we're going to go back to the very front end of this phone call, is this guy asks, well, should I bring my agent? <laughs> so, again, I like the subtle approach at the front. We're like, yeah, you know, we, because we are realtors, we are agents in the market, so I'm okay with that we. At some point in time, I feel like she needed to explain, like, look. I'm going to set this appointment for 3.30 on Saturday for you. If for whatever reason you can't get a hold of Jenny, then, then I'll meet you there. Here's another question that I, I, and this is just something I'd like to kind of mastermind on, Dale. One of the things that I was thinking as I was listening to this call is if I didn't want to be super aggressive, I could say, look, you know, uh, Doug, uh, it's been great chatting with you today. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to call you back tonight. It, it's this, this call came in the morning about 11 o'clock. I'm going to call you back tonight around five o'clock. And if you haven't been able to get a hold of Jenny, then, you know, 
we'll set the appointment and I'll go show you the house on Saturday. But if you have, then I'll just, you know, give that slot to her. So how about I give you a call around five o'clock tonight? Does that work? So yeah. that I can, yeah. you know, I'm going to, again, you know, if she didn't do her job, I don't actually mind stealing this person from them. You know, if I call somebody who I consider my client or considers me their client and I don't call them back for six, seven hours, I haven't done my job. And, you know, and in some part, I deserve to lose that. Now, I actually know this other agent. She probably call him back. She's a good agent. She's, she, yeah. you know, an appointment or something. But, you know, and, you know, other things, you know, you can ask this, you know, if I could show you some more benefit of working with our team over, you know, working with Jenny, is that something you'd even consider? You know, or maybe I can just go show you this house on Saturday and you can decide whether you like Jenny better or like me better. Um, those are some of those things that you can do to get in front of somebody. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that stuff. Uh, definitely a good approach. I mean, uh, I want to point out what you said, which was if I wasn't trying to be aggressive, great, go that route, right? Hey, if you don't hear back from her, I'm happy to show it to you. I think with all of those, the only thing, the only caveat that I would throw in there, whether you're going to, whether you don't want to be aggressive, or even if you are aggressive, at some point, I'd say, hey, I'm very, more than happy to show you this property. If I show it to you and you want to purchase it, I'll be representing you. Are you okay with that? So that's right. all I would add in there. Hey, whether or not you work with her on other stuff, just so there's no confusion, right? If I show this property to you, uh, I'll represent you if you want to purchase it. Are you okay doing that? Yeah. And other things you could potentially throw in. Um uh, and this is general out generality, not necessarily this like, so we have some USPs, unique selling propositions. Hey, by the way, um, I'm going to send this over to you. And I know that you're not hundred percent committed one way or another, but I'm going to send you some information about some stuff that we have. And what, what is that? So we have ways that we can get you a free home warranty. We can get you a free appraisal. And ultimately you can save about $1,500 on that, on this transaction. If that's something you're interested, take a look at it. And again, I'll call you tonight at five o'clock and you let me know, but I'm going to plant some seeds that, hey, it might be a better idea to work with me if I'm not just going to, you know, go straight at it and go, hey, you know, what's the benefit of work? There is no benefit. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I'm available. I have a team. I've got 20 other agents. One of us is always available to show you a house. You know, why, why don't you try working with me if I really wanted to go aggressive on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's good to give these people the options, right? Because there are times where we want to be aggressive or there's times where we don't yeah. want to be aggressive. You know, the guy sounds like he's legit, sounds like a nice guy. Uh, in this case, that agent. And if the agent doesn't know the other agent, doesn't have a relationship with her in the market, et cetera, et cetera, she might want to be more aggressive. If the guy eh, sounds like a middle of the road possibility, like a deal with some hair on it, you know what I mean? Or if it's an agent that I really respect in the market and I don't want my name getting back to them that I swiped a client from them who they were actively working with, you know, I'm going to, that would be the soft approach. Hey, if you don't get, I mean, maybe even to score points, I might be like, Hey, co-op agent who does a lot of listings in the market. You've got a, you got a sheep that jumped out of the pen, right? Cause I want to score some points because next time I have a buyer and I want them to win the bid. Guess who's, whose offer looks better. The one who, who helped them out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've done that. I'm sure you have too. Like I've called friends of mine and said, Hey, Dale's Brian. I just got off the phone with Doug. He yeah. is a fish out of water and you need to steer him back in direction. And your by the barn way, is, me, your barn uh, door is open. The horses yeah, are getting yeah. out. 
like if it was anybody else, I would, that guy would be my client. But since we're friends, I just wanted to let you know that uh, if it's me, I'm going to call that guy because he, he's ready to buy, he's ready to do his thing. And, you know, he spent 20 minutes on the phone with me. Now, if I was anybody else, uh, you know, you, you might've lost the client, give this guy a ring. And, right. and, and I've done that. Yeah. Well, it is a small world, right? And uh, usually you got to have, you got to have the other agent on the other side, which means you got to have relationships and deals can be, can be won and lost based on the relationships you have in the market. Right. And we can talk about whether that's right or wrong and I'm not going to, but what I can tell you is it's real. So whether you think that that's BS, what Dale just said, or, you know, it shouldn't work that way. I don't care. That's the real world that we live in. And, and, and we were talking about that um, this morning on our one of our meetings. We were saying, look, one of the things you need to do is to start establishing rapport with these other people that you're doing transactions with. You know, and depending on the size of your market, it matters more. If you're in a market like Denver and there's 30,000 agents, probably not a huge deal if you don't build rapport with an agent because you may never even talk to that person again. But a market where I do my majority of my business, there's 3,000 agents. I know half the agents in my market and right. half of them know me. And I don't want yeah. that reputation as that guy who's like, oh yeah, Brian will steal your client. Brian will screw you over. But, you know, we want to make sure that we're doing things that, you know, make sense for our big long-term business, not get stuck in that short term. I can tell you this. I have a friend who at one time decided they would no longer show the listings of another agent in the market simply because of simply based on how horrible they were to work with. So what that meant was anytime that my friend had a buyer client who came along and said, I'd like to see that address, if it turned out it was listed with that other agent, uh, it wasn't, it was magically not available. You would see other things. So they would see, they would see other things. So, uh, and Dale's not mentioning names because there's some fiduciary responsibility that agent was not uh, complying with. (laughs) Right. So not mentioning names. Uh, Point being, uh, you know, relationships can go pretty far to where, you know, where it turns out that it's actually a detriment to your client. uh, Yeah. You have bad relationships in the market. And here's the rule on my team. You're allowed to say whatever you want to another agent right after you hang up the phone. Because I don't I mean I've done it, you've done it. You hang up the phone, and good lord, don't be in the room with me because I'm offending young children, you know. Because right. I, and because I can get angry, you know, I'm pissed off. No, but as far as that person knows, they're the greatest agent. And you know, people have said, Well, you should you should stand up. I'm it's not about standing up, I'm standing up for every one of my clients in the past and in the future by not pissing in somebody's Cheerios. So yes, amen. All right, buddy. Great seeing you again today, everybody. Thanks for joining us for Cash Call, and I hope you'll all be back next week.